This is Who Kicked the Corner Flag, an English soccer game show podcast. With Kevin De Bruyne, who sets up a shot and scores. And now it's with Harry Kane, and it's another chance to make it three, and he doesn't miss this time. And Coutinho for Salah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mo Salah's header from Coutinho's excellent cross. And here's your host, James Rose. This is the 29th episode of Season 2. Hope you're all doing well. Once again, I'm here with the leader of the Kansas City Spurs fan group, the man who's still frozen in unbridled joy from Wednesday's UCL result, and who loves to drink his orange juice like a well-aged whiskey. Very true. It's Jared Bustamante. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. You're absolutely right. Uh, I don't even know what, what happened this weekend. Who cares? <laughs> what day is it? What time is it? I'm still stuck in Wednesday. Uh, I'm also pleased to have back with me the leader of the Casey Gunas, the man who still can't think past the prospect of a Spurs Champions League title and who always cuts his sandwiches vertically? Insanity! It's Boyce Richardson. How are you, bud? You know, I just made a really great dead direwolf joke on Twitter using the Kansas City Gunas account. I'm pretty proud of it. <laughs> It will be retweeted at a later date. Uh, And we have another podcast first on our hands. We have not one, but two guests coming to us from the same podcast. They're the brains behind the Mostly Soccer podcast, the guys who are City and Arsenal fans respectively, and who are still relishing from their appearance at the Boston fan event on NBCSN. Coming to us from Providence, Rhode Island, please welcome James Ruoco and Michael Dalo. Guys, how are we? Hey, how's it going, guys? Glad to be here. Uh, super excited to be on and, and talk some Arsenal and talk some Mustafi. Yeah, and this this may be the first time me and Michael are working together as a team, as opposed to fighting with each other. You know, that, you know, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great episode. It always brings people together. Um, so let's just get right to it. Let's go ahead and jump into our first game, which is a game I now like to call all three points. So from the three topics given, each person or team is going to get a statistical question stemming from the match, and then a round of discussion will follow uh three points for a quick guess and here are today's topics the toffees pound the devils city seek revenge over spurs arsenal beaten by the eagles so team mostly as i'm calling you uh since you're the guests uh you're up first this week so uh one of you go ahead and pick a topic for us to start with Oh man, I don't know, Jimmy. What do you, do you want to go first? Do, no. So hold on, do we both get to go? Well, I guess <laughs> so this is one pick from you as a team. Oh. So have a quick discussion and then uh, go think, ahead and Jimmy? pick one for us. Do you trust your knowledge or you want to go with me? That's do I trust my knowledge? All right, you go. Take, take the lead, my man. The lead. <laughs> I guess, well, do you want to, well, this would actually be two angry rants. So I guess uh, <laughs> we'll go with the lesser of the two evils probably and talk uh, Arsenal. Arsenal beaten by the Eagles. Good choice. Arsenal suffer a home defeat against Crystal Palace. Thanks to goals from Benteke, Zaha and MacArthur. The final score was 3-2. All right, team, mostly. Here's your question from it. When was the last time Arsenal suffered a home defeat to a London club? Was it 2018, 2016 or 2012? Oh, I'm going to say that was 2018. We lost to Chelsea at home this year, didn't we, in the beginning of the season? Or was that away? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was 2018. We lost our first two games, and I'm I'm not positive that the Chelsea one was at home, but that, I'm gonna go with that, Jimmy. Do you have a guess? Nope. You made the guess for us. I, <laughs> All right. I back you. Carrying the team. Uh, unfortunately, that is incorrect. It was Ooh. 2016, and it was against Chelsea, believe it or not. But you're thinking of an away fixture. Ah, um, yeah. So unlucky there. But uh, 
I guess the question to start off this uh, discussion here, were Crystal Palace just better offensively in this particular game or were there cracks in Arsenal's defense that once again were the problem? Um, <laughs> I don't think it's fair to say that Crystal Palace uh, played particularly well this game. Sure, they scored three goals. Uh, I think this was more of a team selection issue and that's not a knock on my man Unai Emery. Uh, that's... That's just more of we don't have the depth that a lot of the other bigger teams do. So we have to start players like Muhammad Elneny or Dino Smavropanos. So um, mm-hmm. Kyle Jenkinson, shout out to big Arsenal guy, but <laughs> maybe not fit to play in the Arsenal team. Um, I, I'd equate this more to cracks in the Arsenal midfields in defense more than I would, um, you know, a Crystal Palace showing at the Emirates. So what do you see uh, Arsenal doing moving forward to fix these problems? <laughs> oh my God, that's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I think I think the midfield um, in this game particularly was um, obviously a product of playing a lot of games, playing in Europe. Um, we're not going to see Guendouzi and Elneny start big games usually. And um, they probably both shouldn't have this game. Jaka and Torreya both not really fit. Torreya came in later, but... Um, what are they going to do to fix it? They need to sign him TD in the summer. And right now, I've heard that that's not going to happen, even though Delitz going to Barcelona. But we need to sign, we need to sign some defenders, two center backs preferably. Interesting. Uh, Boyce, what was your take on the uh, on their performance in this instance? Yeah, I think I'm going to echo a lot of what was said earlier. You know, you break down each of the three individual goals. The first one, I don't know what offside trap Carl Jenkinson's involved in. I think his head's out with that paver in the middle outside of the Emirates dedicated to his <laughs> grandfather. I don't know where his brain was. Actually, it's weird in the, the harsh light of retrospective where you sort of look at it. and Initially, I thought that was 100% on Mustafi, but in the cold light of day, uh, it is much more on Jenkinson. You can't really set an offside trap and let the man go by you if another one of the players on your team has no idea where he's supposed to be. (laughs) The second goal, you know, I had this terrible PTSD flashback to when I was at Wembley for the League Cup final last year, watching Mustafi just go down, looking like a complete fool in the middle of absolutely nothing, and then do that stupid gesticulation with his hands as he looks at the goalkeeper like it was anybody's fault but his own. I hate his guts. I, he's awful. I, you know, it's it's funny. I was talking to somebody. I had forgotten over the course of time that I think he's still one of the top five most expensive center back purchases in Premier League history. I, you know, it sooner or later that's going to erode into the sands of time. But it is just disgusting. And then, you know, the third goal. It's another one of those situations. Mustafi has no idea what he's doing. He's floating around in the middle of nowhere. He just leaves everybody alone on the back post, and all of a sudden we're down three one. And at that point, you know, Obama Yang scored a, a nice. Uh, it's sort of slalomy running goal that you had a little bit of a feeling that we might nick a point. But the reality of this match is, uh, you know, from a midfield substitution point, you, there's a lot of hair, but very little skill. Uh, <laughs> El Nini and Guendouzi, they don't do what Jaka, Torreira, or Ramsey do, where they go receive the ball above the pivot in the three-man back line. Uh, I love Laurent Koscielny, probably one of... I don't know, a top five all-time diamond in the rough, Arsene Wenger signing. But the man can barely run these days. Uh, he's just so many matches. The Scratch suspension really, really hurt us. But I think the, the singularly most disappointing thing, especially in light of the Chelsea result today, is that I legitimately believe had Arsenal won that match that they'd be in pole position for fourth place. And now, even with the Chelsea result, 
there's still a lot left to prove. You can't look back at this match as an Arsenal fan and not think that when Ozil scored that goal, we were the dominant team in possession. They looked a little bit shaken. They were all over the place. It was inevitable that we were going to score another goal. Mm-hmm. And Shkodron Mustafi, I just... I don't understand. I have watched that goal so many times. And I just... He's staring at the keeper. He is he's, a diabolical man. He, he's, I would shoot him into the moon. <sighs> he just... He's staring at the keeper. I don't, like, Leno's not shouting at him. He's not doing anything. He just stops. He could have kicked that ball into the stands, into Rosette, and everything would have been fine. We probably win this match. I cannot see the back of this man any faster. There was somebody from a West Ham fan account today (laughs) tweeted that it would be pure peak West Ham to be in for Mustafi. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay his I'll pay his taxi fare. Jared, you're up next, bud. We have two topics left. Uh, we have the Toffees pound the Devils and City seek revenge over Spurs. Which one would you like? Oh, let's talk about Spurs. Why not? It's the most joy I'll have about not caring about a Premier League loss. <laughs> over a three-game series, Manchester City edge a victory at the Etihad in the Premier League, despite feeling sore from their. Champions League loss. The final score was one nil. I said, Jared, your question for this one: Spurs have now lost five consecutive away games. When was the last time this happened? Was it ninety eight, two thousand and four, or twenty twelve? Uh, ninety eight oh four or twenty twelve? Mm hmm. Uh, oh four. Congratulations, it is! Yes! Nice work, bud! That'll get you those three points. 2004 was the last time they lost five consecutive away games. But despite that statistic and despite, you know, kind of what it sounds like, go and evaluate the last three games that Spurs have played against City. Obviously, we've won one, we've epically won one despite actually losing it technically, and then obviously lost our last one in the in the Premier League. Uh, give us your overall emotions, bud. How are you feeling? Oh, fantastic. And what's funny is that when we're talking about Winning one out of three and winning the only match uh, that you hosted out of those three. I mean, the beauty of European football, right? Uh, where Tottenham would be without him and son, I, I shudder to think. Mm-hmm. Um, so losing him for that first match going forward against Ajax, a little trepidatious, but massive demonstration of character for this team. I mean, the highs and the lows. I know Boyce, uh, uh, we were texting on the group chat anxious to hear my thoughts of var <laughs> after the <laughs> after that second leg uh and i acknowledge doing 100 percent. we we benefited from correct decisions i'll say uh but if you're a city fan and i'm sure james other james uh can uh we'll, we'll probably speak to this i i being on the receiving end but it has happened to us that sucks. I 100% I would be angry throwing stuff in my office, as I was when I thought that last Sterling goal counted. I had to close my door as my wife and I were just G-chatting back and forth. I'm just trying not to scream in the middle of a law office. It was really great. Uh, but um, taking those points, and then you go into this match from the last weekend, and honestly, you're like, who cares? It was a goal difference race. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was just don't lose by more than two keep everything because you have to assume that i don't know at least that i did that everton's got to stop winning at some point that i I was wrong uh i assume that arsenal was going to pull one out at least a draw 
I was wrong. And then, you know, Burnley comes and draws Chelsea. So suddenly everything is coming up Spurs. Uh, and we're just sitting around waiting for us to blow it. Uh, just because <laughs> everything has happened to benefit Spurs going top four. And I still think we will foul it up somehow. But in only, you know, knocking it out 1-0, uh, I'm not really hanging my hat. Oh, I know there's controversy about Kyle Walker. Where there's a handball in there. I'm like, you know what? I could be upset about that, but I think most of these things come out in the wash, which is one of my arguments against VAR, and everything has kind of fallen our way one way or another, mm-hmm. and not going to make too big of a deal about it. So looking forward, I'm really kind of looking you know, beyond. There are rumors that you know uh, Poch is going to have a deep purse. Uh, we need players. I mean, when you talk about losing players to suspension and injury, when you get into April and May, those teams that are perennial achievers – uh, they have that depth, uh, as you know, Voice and uh, Michael have alluded to, uh, that depth that is lacking for Arsenal. You know, where it, when you come to the end, you have that big push in Europe and and in the Premiership, you need bodies, and mm-hmm. uh, Spurs are desperately in need of that. And we're playing an IX team that you certainly can't look past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, if we can conjure a little bit of magic uh and get through that first leg uh i tell you what uh it is a very very exciting time to be a spurs fan indeed all right james so uh, let's have the other side of the of the coin on this one uh, go ahead and give us your emotions from those last three games between uh, city and spurs uh i can say that i don't think i've ever seen a three game period where you win two and it hurts so bad um <laughs> the win this weekend helped a bit Though it wasn't the most impressive, I actually thought that Spurs were the better team on the day. Um, there was I, they, it, Going back to the Kyle Walker handball, I think that probably was a handball, but I also think there was a penalty um, when Bernardo was in the box and was taken down. So it kind of is a wash there either way. But And after the whole midweek with the VAR, I'm just glad it didn't exist then because I don't think I could have emotionally handled it, <laughs> which is so weird because I've spent so long being someone who's been so adamant for VAR, and then it just, like, stabbed me in the back. It's like I brought it to a really, (laughs) really fancy dinner, and then it spit in my face and walked out after eating all the food. So it was just, (laughs) it was really, really depressing to deal with. But in the end, you know, almost a week removed now, I'm back okay with VAR that I can say I do believe in the end having the right call is what matters the most. Um, I, I do hope, though, going forward, that you give the referee all the angles when we go to VAR, not just one angle over and over again, like you got with the Urente play, which in the end I think is probably not a handball because if, if, if it is, then you just have to cut your arms off because you can't have them anywhere. So they were basically in his pockets. But... <laughs> It's just, uh, it is a roller coaster week. In the end, happy to see City get this result. Happy to see Foden be the one to score after he hasn't really gotten too many minutes in the league this season. Mm-hmm. Has got a decent amount in the cups and has performed when he's given those chances. So it was good to see him step up in a big game, get the goal. And uh, I think he needs it because I think this last week has kind of shown maybe we're seeing the end of David Silva's. Uh, reign of terror in the Premier League may be coming to an end. So, 
Boyce, we're over to you, sir, for the last topic, which is the Toffee pound the Devils. Uh, the Toffee put on an impressive display to thump a lackluster United side. The final score was 4 to nil. So, Boyce, your question from this one. When was the last time United lost a game by a four-goal difference? Was it 2016, 2012, or 1998? 1998. Unlucky, but no, it is not that. It's actually the other end of the spectrum. It's 2016. Uh, it's more recent than you think. It was against Chelsea. Uh, they lost 4-0. Uh, who'd have thought? It must have been, uh, like I said, sooner than we thought. But, uh, boys, let me ask you a kind of a mutual perspective on this one. But how did United lose this game so convincingly? Because they're... They are and have never been anything more than a collection of personalities that has never congealed into a team. And I think when we look back on this campaign, you know, you're going to you're going to remember the top four. You're going to remember the battle uh, between Liverpool and City for the top. I think you're, you're probably going to remember the, a, a good Fulham team that just <clears throat> burned to the ground. But I think what people are going to remember the most is that hiring Ole Gunnar Solskjaer this season and not waiting until the end was the dumbest thing United could have possibly done. You know, it, it, it was funny because we all laughed at Jose Mourinho because I don't think the three of us have any love for him. But every time that he, you know, whined about the hotel room that he was staying in or the level of transfers that he needed, and you look at United's roster and how much money they're paying out in salary, we just kind of laughed because it was ridiculous. And now Shulshar, a man with very limited managerial experience in the first place, is just echoing the same nauseating repetitious lines where he's talking about how much money they need and how much more of a player injection they need and how they have to get rid of a bunch of people and replace them. It's the same narrative all the time that's been going on since Alex Ferguson left and it's not getting any better there. Mm. That team's not very good. You've got a lot of people on a lot of money causing a lot of locker room related issues, which isn't going to improve, especially not this summer. And you have to wonder, you know, when you don't have somebody like Jose Mourinho there, when you don't have a personality and you have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and they're almost certainly going to be in the Europa League because they play City and Chelsea this week. And as inept as Arsenal and Chelsea have been, I still can't see them conspiring to allow United into the top four after this week. So, you know, you're looking at a Europa League campaign, an ignominious sort of end to the 2018-2019 campaign, and a collection of players that I, they're tossing around names like Koulibaly, you know, they want to go spend all this money, but why go to United? Koulibaly is going to get interest from all kinds of teams, many of which are in the Champions League and a lot of which have better systems and better chances at winning. And it's weird to have seen sort of the degradation of the qualification of the United manager over the last six or seven years, you know, in the absence yeah. of Sir Alex Ferguson. It's, it's only gotten worse. And I think it's a battle between Chelsea and United to see which team looks like it has less of a plan. <laughs> uh, I really, for the longest time, thought it was Chelsea. Uh, they look completely rudderless. Their transfer policy has made no sense. But United, with their managerial hire, combined with the fact that they're still starting Chris Smalling and Phil Jones in the back line on a team that has one of the highest overall salaries and transfer values in the league, is just... Mind blowing, mm -hmm. Jared. What's your take in this uh, United situation as it stands? I, you know, it just went up against an absolutely solid and streaking Everton team, and there was no answer. I mean, I don't know if you guys read Solskjaer's comments after the match. Apparently, I mean, they went into the clubhouse, and then when he came out and met the media, it was "Dad is angry," and starkly <laughs> just said it was 
look, we were horrible. Everton was the better side. We are going to have a team, uh, you know, people, players that have to buy in. And there are players here. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. Basically, there are some players who are not going to be a part of that. Mm. Uh, and I really wonder uh, how much of, you know, of these personalities that we're talking about are really the issue. I mean, I think boys would agree. Alexis Sanchez is, was never really a positive in a locker room. I'm really curious to see now that the love and the sheen is worn off with Paul Pogba, where that's gone. Uh, you know, uh, from a from an actual player standpoint, I mean, uh, Chris Paul was absolutely abused out there. I mean, you know, giving that much space to Gilfie Sigerson, uh, Gilfie, if you're listening, please come back to Spurs. Uh, <laughs> it, it just they were outclassed, they were outplayed, they were out hustled. All of those intangibles, teams have been doing it better for a number of weeks. So uh, it's going to be curious to see if uh, Solskjaer can kind of fix this. You know, kind of reset the culture uh, and then come in with a fresh transfer window. Uh, but I got to tell you, uh, you know, from a business standpoint, there's a lot of money out there. There's a lot of money to move around, but they got to fix it. They got to fix it quick. Guys, let's move on to our second game of the contest, which is, of course, another round of Rumor Mill. So once again, each player is going to get a quote or a line from a newspaper or online resource from the last few days. All they've got to do is tell me if the words I read out were in fact printed or just something I made up. So it's basically true or false. Two points for a correct guess. And Michael, playing for team mostly, uh, you are up first with this one. With Manchester United's recent performances... It has been suggested that Oli's tenure at United may now, in fact, be a temporary fixture, despite the permanent deal that was made. True or mm. false? That's got to be false, right? That can't be. That can't be something that was actually printed. That's false. It is false. Damn it! You saw right through me. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> that'll get you. That'll get you those two points. Uh, despite obviously those words obviously being not true would you ever see a situation mike where that could be true where a manager could be hired and then it all just be a big line actually we want to go with someone else now instead um i could see that happening at manchester united yep or i could see it happening at chelsea <laughs> those are the only two clubs where i could see that happening because they go through managers like nothing i've ever seen it's kind of crazy but true isn't it yeah uh james sir you're up this uh, with this next one newcastle will offer rafael benitez a 50 million pound summer transfer budget in a bid to persuade the spaniard to stay at the club oh wow I, I I wish every ounce of me wishes that that's true, and I'm actually I'm a, I'm gonna believe it. I'm gonna say it's true. I don't think it'll actually happen, but I think that that was written. It is true. Yeah, nice yes. work, James. Good work on those points. Yes, it was the Daily Mail that published that delightful read on uh, on Thursday. Um, do we think he's actually gonna do it though, James? Do you think he's gonna stick around at Newcastle? Um. Well, I almost feel like he is because I don't understand why he stuck around this long at this point. <laughs> I uh, I'm a big I am a big fan of Rafa. I think he is a excellent manager. I think he got a really unfair shake at Madrid, um, and kind of was just set up to be the fall guy mm. in the end. And I I don't understand why he's still at Newcastle. I'm glad that he is. I have a weird kind of affection for Newcastle in a way. And I'd like to see them kind of be back to being the club they really deserve to be. Mm -hmm. But I just don't think they – they don't spend money. Until they get a new owner, they're not going to – I just find that rumor hard to believe that it will actually happen. Mm -hmm. But 
I'll say if he's stuck around this long, he's going to stay at least one more year. Okay, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, boys, this next one is for you. Arsenal have now emerged as frontrunners to sign Leicester City's James Madison as the club look to find a suitable replacement for Aaron Ramsey. True or false? I hate this game so much. <laughs> I think you've said that I, in the I, past. <laughs> I wanted to, and I, I'm also always impressed that our guests are so much better at it than we are, but I'm going to go with false because that would be irritating. It is false. Nice. <laughs> Thank God. You got it right. I thought I might trick you there, but uh, yes, that's, uh, that is sadly false. It is not the case. But could you see that potentially, boys? I don't think so. I mean, I think the one sort of tangential Arsenal link that I've actually liked is Ryan Frazier. Ah, um, yes, yeah, yes. He's played for Jared's beloved Bournemouth for an extended away from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't, I don't see Madison. And if you know, if you go into Arsenal transfer history pass, you don't have to look too far back to see ways in which uh, dealings with players at Leicester have not worked out well for us. Whether or not it was from Jamie Vardy not having a party at Arsenal, or you know, losing in Golo Conte to Chelsea, which. Yeah, I think they got the better end of that deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, nice work there. You saw right through me on that one. Uh, Jared, this last one is for you. Mauricio Pochettino will look to spend up to £150 million on revamping his Spurs squad this summer, selling England defenders Danny Rose and Kieran Trippier. Is that true or false? Okay, so I'm going to talk my way through this. £150 million is right. Uh, Daniel Levy said he's going to have that uh, uh, to deal with that. That is the rumor. I did not hear whether or not it includes selling the two of those morons. Um, <laughs> so I love them dearly, but God, they've been so frustrating at different times this, this season. Uh, so I'm going to go, I'll go false. I don't think it includes selling the both of them. It's true. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> lucky there, bud. That's the number is right. The number is yeah. Everything about it's right. The number has been uh, around a few articles, but it was the Daily Mail again that uh, published this read. And uh, that, maybe you've, that rag, that rag. <laughs> maybe you've summed it up there. Danny Rose, Kieran Trippier, kind of out of favor now. Maybe heading somewhere else. I mean, if I think the writing on the wall is there to sign Christian. If we're going to get rid of them, really trying to find the money there. I feel like he's a piece that we cannot lose. And there's kind of a difference in opinion with different supporters on that. Um, But I think uh, I think that would be fine. Honestly, just spend the money. Good grief. Two consecutive windows now. Zero dollars. I don't care. Sign a new sign. (laughs) Sign the ball boy. Like, free God, just do it. Let's go ahead and swiftly move on to our last game of the contest, which is, of course, another round of player profile. So, as usual, I'll provide five different clues to a Premier League player. The first person to shout their name and correctly guess that player wins the two points, but you only get one guess as an incorrect shot will freeze you out. This week, your clue to these players is the 30s club. The 30s club. Uh, So this translates to players who are currently... 30 years old not 31 not 29 not 29 and 8 months actually 30 years old um now to clarify because we have a weird team set up here so you guys uh, can shout your individual names but uh the teams will go toward or the points excuse me will go towards that overall team score that you currently have um are we all clear are we all good to go What's we're good this is gonna, sure this is gonna be interesting <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, player number one has been with this club since 2011. Has lifted the EPL trophy at least once. Uh, Mike. Yes, Mike. David Luiz. It is not David Luiz. Ah, no, unfortunately, what? that does. I jumped out you. early. I it jumped out. Early. Can Jimmy still play? <laughs> that does freeze you out, Mike. But James is still in, so he can still get the points for you, uh, as is Boyce and Jared. Uh, other clues is a striker. Oh, <laughs> Wish I waited. Uh, an Argentine player. Boyce. Jared. Oh, Boyce got in there first. What, what is it, Boyce? No, it's Sergio Aguero. Uh, it is Sergio Aguero, so that does give you... <laughs> just Check well. the tape. I was in there. Whatever. <laughs> God love Skype. Uh, player number two has been with this club since 2010. Has scored nine goals so far this season. Is an Englishman. Plays for Watford. Boys. Yes, boys. Troy Dini? Oh, we it really is, should have got that one. It is Troy Dini, <laughs> yes. Nice work, boys. That'll get you those two points. The last clue was commonly known as Fat Drake. Um, so that probably would have <laughs> given it away. Um, anyway, let's swiftly move on. Player number three is a defender. Once played for Southampton. Boys. Yes, boys. I honestly have no idea. I just got really excited there for a second. Uh, Van Dyke, who's not over 30. Uh, <laughs> you, you've kind of realized it. Uh, it is not Van Dyke. No, unfortunately, that does uh, freeze you out. These other clues are for Jared, Mike, and James. A Belgian international. Oh, oh James. Yes, James. Is it Toby Alderweireld? It is! Nice! Oh, wow. Toby Alderweireld, oh, yes! That. That nice will, job. That will get you those two points. Uh, other clues on that one were currently plays for Spurs. First name is Toby. Toby Alderweireld, nice work <laughs> on that. Uh, player number four, wears the number 20 shirt. Has been with his club since 2014. Is an attacking midfielder. Also once played for Southampton. Uh... First name is Adam. Oh, James. Boyce. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh, yes, James. Yeah. Oh. Adam Lalana. Yep. Adam Lalana. Yeah. Bam. There it is. Yes, that is correct. That'll get you those two points for T mostly. And, Did uh, Jared die? How many Spurs players are you going to give him this round? <laughs> listen. Oh, gosh. This is great. I'm loving this. Uh, here are the current scores. Oh, actually, no, I'm not going to say the current scores. Screw you guys. Uh, we'll just have to wait to the end. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, the last, buddy. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not ruining this game for anyone. Uh, the, last, the last player of the game is a forward. Currently plays for Everton. Is an English-born player. Used to play for Arsenal. Boyce? Yes, Boyce. Oh, what is that? Forward. Theodore Walcott. (laughs) Forward. Uh, It is not Theodore. It's Theo Walcott. But yes, it is Theo Walcott. (laughs) (laughs) That is absolutely correct. And it'll get you uh, those two Buy that man a copy maker. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other clue on that one, or the last clue on that one, is... First name is 
Theo. So nice work <laughs> on that, boys. And that is the game, guys. And here are the final scores. Well, I'll say here are the final scores. We actually have a tie. Uh, Jared, unlucky bud, you only got three points in this game. Uh, but Team yeah. Mostly and Boyce are currently tied with eight, which means we go to sudden death, guys. Ooh. Don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? I can't contain it myself. Uh, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you guys a final Premier League table from a certain season. I'm going to name a club, and in turn, we're going to figure out which team it was. We're going to alternate, and then until one team or person gets it, uh, obviously they'll take the overall victory. So the year is going to be, or the season is going to be 2003 to 2004. And no, we're not going with the winners, boys. Um, (laughs) who Who in that season finished... Fourth, and we're going to start with James from Team Mostly. Oh, oh okay. 2003, 2004. Yeah, no Googling. I, I can, can tell you this one. I'm watching him. I am going to go with Spurs. It is not Spurs, no. So, boys, over to you. Uh, uh, Chelsea. Not Chelsea, no. Michael. That was my guess. Um, boy, I might. Uh, I think Manchester United finished second, but I'll say Man U. Not Man United. No, back to boys. Uh, there are other teams. Uh, <laughs> so we By have. By the way, bless you. Spurs finished fourteenth that year. Uh, <laughs> ooh, uh, ooh. Just so above we... Blackburn. <laughs> What do we had, James? We've had Man United, Chelsea, and Spurs. Uh-huh, we have. I'll, go with, I'll go with Liverpool. Liverpool is the team. Yes, that is the correct uh, answer. Uh, and Boyce officially takes the uh, win this week. Boyce, <laughs> how do you feel? You're back? I feel like this is the first match that I've won that has involved guests. That actually <laughs> could be the case. That would be the first match that either of us has won with guests. <laughs> that is it's yes. because they always, they always get rumor mill. Every time. Every time. They, they kill us every time. Yeah. <laughs> you killed us, Michael. Jump yeah, in the gun. I, I really blew this whole game. <laughs> I should have got the Sophia Walcott calling him a forward really threw me for a loop there. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Maybe that's my Englishisms kicking in there. I don't know. Um, guys, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your guys' podcast. Uh, how often do you record? What's the best way to listen in? Uh, all that fun stuff. Yeah, so first of all, thank you guys uh, for having us on, and this was a lot of fun. I wish we could keep playing these games if you guys ever want to uh, have us back on. Oh, sure. I, I love a yeah. good game. Maybe I'm not Maybe I'm not too good at them, but that's why I have Jimmy here. But um, we record either on Tuesday or Thursdays. We're mostly a Premier League podcast. Uh, we do cover some Champions League, and we touch on some other stuff. We are mostly soccer, so it's it's mostly soccer. Mostly. And um and you life can, troubles. Yeah, life troubles are a big part of that. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Soccer Mostly. Same thing for Instagram. And um, yeah, we'd love to have you guys on soon too. Very cool. And how did you guys meet? Well, we uh, we lived down the street from one another. And uh, one of my neighbors went to school with Jimmy. And then, uh, you know, we've hung out ever since. And uh, we play soccer together all the time. And then one day, Jimmy just asked me if he wanted to start a podcast. So we're here now a year later almost. Yeah. We're, we're approaching the anniversary at the beginning of May, so it's uh, it's gone very fast. I'll nice. say that. We'll take that. And then real quick. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And uh, real quick from each of you, give us your final top four table at the end of the season. We'll start with Mike on this one. 
Arsenal? No. Oh. <laughs> One can dream. <laughs> and that was from top to bottom. No. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go Manchester City. Reluctantly, Liverpool. Um. Mm, Tottenham and then Arsenal. Okay. I think Arsenal are going to squeak it out. Nice. And James, what do you think? I'm actually going to say the same thing. City first. On in the end, I think they actually pull it on goal differential. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but I'm going to say because when City seems to win, they always win on goal differential. So okay. I'll say that. But and then I have Liverpool. Tottenham third, and I have Arsenal in there as well. And that's not to say that I think Arsenal's played well. I just think that Chelsea and United are really choking this away. So mm, Interesting. Interesting. Well, as I usually say, I guess we will see what happens. But uh, Jared, commiserations, but on this one, uh, didn't do so good today. But uh, overall feelings, we're feeling pretty good still? Uh, yeah, man. Like, <laughs> we got uh, <laughs> Looking forward to Ajax. You know, Spurs, uh, It what does scare me uh, about about the top four is we still have matches. We host, host West Ham, which I still think can, you know, can be capable of hurting us. And then Everton. If that Everton squad doesn't cool off, then um, I mean, you could really see, especially if Spurs are in, you know, if we are fortunate enough to get past Ajax, um, Hopefully they're not looking past you know the final the, sure. to get to the top four. So I don't know. Uh, as Boyce has been saying the entire time, you know, being in the Champions League can't cut against you. But boy, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, man. Hopefully they make top four, but uh, I think they will make third or fourth. And uh, hopefully there will be no Saint Tottering Hands Day. Oh, let's enjoy the ride while it lasts, eh? But uh, we'll see. Well, folks, that is all we have for today. Uh, big thanks to my guests, Jared Basamente, Boyce Richardson, and, of course, James Roku and Michael Dalo. Don't forget to share the love by rating us from iTunes and, of course, subscribing to our weekly episodes. You can also check out our musings on our Twitter page, at Kick Corner Flag, as well as our Facebook page and Instagram handle, at Kick Corner Flag. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a great week.